is podcasting, Lark. Sounds easy, doesn't it? Well, it is when you've got the right equipment, such as Monkey Banana Happer podcasting microphones. If you're liking how we're sounding now, head on over to Monkey Banana and check out their great range of products. If you're in the market for live sound, studio sound, or just podcasting like us, they're a fantastic brand for you. Find their stuff at monkey-banana.de or check out our website, gottill5.com and follow the links. You have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number. A glorious number. You got to the count of five. That's the last time we're going to be hearing that in 2018. Ah, that's it. That's the end. Um, Welcome to the Got Till Five Wrestling Podcast, last show of 2018. Um, Is it Christmas has happened in Got Till Five land, isn't it? It it technically has, um, but we're not going to lie to the audience. We're recording on December 21st right now. We are. So we're in the Christmas spirit. We're ready. We don't know what we got for Christmas yet. It's exciting. What do you well, want for Christmas, Max? My name's Jesse, his name's Max. Welcome hello to the everyone. show. You've listened before, probably. We don't get new fans. We just have the same old people. <laughs> we have uh, plateaued, my friend. We have plateaued. Uh, you um, say we're in the Christmas spirit. I, I was until today happened. Because so, uh, you were whamageddoned. A lot, a lot has happened today, Jesse, which I haven't uh, filled you in on. So today I started off the day, you know when Macaulay Culkin, um, Kevin McAllister and Home Alone 2, he arrives in New York and he's all excitable because he's got Christmas by himself in New York City. Macaulay Culkin. Le- yeah. That was my level this morning. <laughs> my level now is when he's alone in the city with the prostitutes and the rapists and he realizes that Christmas is dead and he hates everything. Okay, good. Um, take me, take me through your journey. <laughs> I just, I went Christmas shopping, and I'm, I'm always in such a great Christmassy mood, and I love Christmas up until the point when I have to go and do Christmas shopping, and then I hate, hate everything about this holiday. Yeah, it's the worst. And, and then yes, as you say, um, for people who listened to the previous episode, uh, we were playing Whamageddon, which is if you, you have to go from December first to the twenty fifth without hearing Wham's classic Last Christmas. Jesse was knocked out quite early. I was five, four days away from victory. That's pissed me off even more now. Four days away yeah. from victory. Sitting in Costa, so, having a coffee, and it plays. Costa. So Costa knocked you out, and um, where not me out? Where was I? Wilco. Um, Wilco, yeah, bastards. Never shopping Wilco or get a coffee from Costa. The coffee Costa, Costa, Costa shit anyway. The Did decaf they? is Good. lovely. Is it? I, yeah. I don't like Costa coffee. I much prefer... If I have to choose, I would always go to Starbucks over Costa, personally. Where, Starbucks, uh, if you Cafe want sponsorship, Nero? hit me up. Hey? Where's Cafe Nero on this list? Ah, uh, it's pretty low. It's, it's above Costa, um, but below Starbucks. Fair choice, fair choice. Um, Which would so, yeah. a second for so, the, um, an initiate. My, <laughs> <laughs> my day hasn't been great, but I'm hoping you, Jesse, are going to cheer me up. And it's oh, going to be yeah. a wonderful end to my day. Because we're seeing yeah. each other tomorrow. We're seeing each other tomorrow, which is really fun. And um, we're going to play lots of Smash Brothers on the Switch. Um, we've both got the Stardew Valley bug bad. Anyone who hasn't played it can go and listen to our sister podcast, Game Till 5, which have an episode where they talk about it. Um, good and it's a good... Yeah, thanks, man. Um, it's a good game. And that's a good podcast as well that talk about it. Um, yeah christmas woohoo um what do you want for christmas and then we can revisit this in 2019 on how disappointed you were you didn't get what you wanted okay i 
I'm gonna be really lame here, and I have no expectations for Christmas. Like, I would be surprised if I get presents. But it's true. No one, no one likes you. Exactly. So, um, yeah. I'm, as long as I'm fed and drunk, I'll be happy. What about you, Jesse? You're you're a child at heart. Well, what are you looking forward to? I want the new retro Mega Drive because you can. Um as well as having all the games preloaded in it it's actually got a cartridge slot for old mega drive games so i want to do that particularly because games like sonic 3 and sonic and knuckles are never in these sega packs because michael jackson co-composed some of the music and he touched his little boys so they got in trouble and um i think it's alleged yeah um and I think those games aren't in it for that reason, which is a shame. And they're the best Sonic games, in my opinion. So I want to get that. Um, there's a my oh, favorite football team. Oh, this team. is a full-on list. Okay. Oh god, yeah. Uh, my favorite football team is a team called West Bromwich Albion, and you can buy a Lego set of their football ground. How fucking cool is that? That's so fucking sad. <laughs> so I want that, um, and then I will build it and put my little Sabutio figures in it, like they're playing football <laughs> on their little Lego pitch. <laughs> hey, I remembered something today. So I was Go talking on. to someone about Sabutio. I love Sabutio, and I loved it when I was a kid. Um, I accidentally caused racial segregation with my Sabutio players when I was a kid. Go on. So I um, had my West Brom lot. And they've got the right colours on, obviously, but um, they're just all generic white, brown-haired people. And I wanted them all to look like the West Brom team. So I was like, okay, well, there's three black players in the West Brom team, so I need to make three of them black. Um, So I got some brown paint and tried to paint their faces black. But because I'm so untalented at that sort of thing, and I did it really badly, they ended up getting brown splodges all over their kit, like all over their body. So they just looked mucky. And I didn't want mucky players on the pitch. So black players were always on the bench for me because I never wanted them to play. I just, so, need, yeah. I just need to clarify how old you were when this happened. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I could say a comedy answer, but I think I was, um, I was like eight or nine, I think. Okay, that's... Yeah. that's okay it, it comes from a place of innocence but yeah it was um, it was accidental segregation and you don't do that anymore no okay. um, no well na- nowadays they um they make sabutio players to a bit of a higher standard and you can buy nice multi-ethnic well-rounded sabutio teams as you damn well should there you go <laughs> didn't expect that story to go that way that was a that was a fresh one i like yeah, it thank you. um Thanks. so as we mentioned in our last episode our final two episodes of this year in december uh no guests it's just us recapping the year so the last episode was memorable moments of 2018 uh this one is focusing on the top five favorite matches of uh, 2018 jesse's seen about five matches this year so he should be covered you know what there's a list there's one on my list i haven't seen <laughs> there isn't um i, I um yeah, I haven't watched much wrestling this year. Much new wrestling, because I like to just go back to old shit all the time. So, um, if we've done a top five matches you have seen in 2018, this would be a different story, because I've been on, like, proper NWA holes with, like, all the old um, WCCW and um, Crockett and all that stuff that's been added to the network. I love that shit. So, if I could have brought them up, that would have been great. But no, we're doing modern shit, so that's fine. <laughs> Um, don't worry so we'll, got... in the new year we'll go back to like just talking about favorite stuff so you'll be back in your comfort zone awesome and i've put a um i've put a match on this list that i was present for mm-hmm. a uk independent match that i saw live 
mainly just to spite you because it's the sort of thing you do well two of my matches i was present for so i already beat you in the douche factor you don't, you don't even need to try to beat me in the douche <laughs> factor it just Effortless naturally to me. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, good times. Um, oh, another exciting news for our listeners, by the way. We oh, have God. just done a brand new deal with a wonderful company called Power Slam TV. That's right. We've shilled out even more for advertising and sponsors. Yeah, more shit. Welcome to modern product, <laughs> modern podcasting. So, yeah, Power Slam no, TV shit, is really good though. Um, so it's a streaming service for independent wrestling across the world there's 4,000 hours of content 110 wrestling brands from across the world um that you can watch online and it's fantastic and if you go to the website powerslam.tv and you sign up with the promo code got till five all in capitals you'll get a free month of wrestling normally they just do a seven day trial but you get a free 30 days of wrestling and there's some 30 days that's 30 ridiculous days. think of all the wrestling you could watch in that time and there's some damn good promos on there so go to powerslam.tv use promo code got till five when you sign up and yeah it'll be all gravy man awesome this is our first promo code isn't it that's feels exciting for us as well yeah i've always wanted a promo code i oh, know it's good isn't it feels good um yeah. any any other news you want to get out of the way in for now um do you want to get a few chest Ooh, chest <laughs> chest Cheers. um yeah your massive boobs because you talk like a girl ah uh, um, funny uh i i don't think so um i um, slightly hung over today so apologies to anyone if I sound as dead as I look um, he forgets but... he's old even though he plays with Sabutio and toy figures he forgets he's approaching <laughs> 30 and life is on a downward spiral for him Max you can't play Sabutio if you don't have a Lego football stadium to put them in <laughs> um, uh, how, how much like how late were you out yesterday oh not that late uh, I probably got home about I only had 12. two shandies and fucking wrecked <laughs> gone <laughs> no i was free it wasn't that i drunk loads it's that i mixed so i went out for a meal and had a bottle of wine um i'd had a pint of lager before in a bar and then i drank ale in the pub afterwards so that like it's the mixing man that kills it me it's horrible mixing. yeah we we were umming well i was umming and ahhing about whether we should record together when we're seeing each other tomorrow and i thought no i just want to hang out with jesse and you know not deal with got till five stuff so we're we gonna, don't need to mix business with pleasure, do we? So we're going to record this evening, uh, much to Jesse's um, pain. He's like, really? Tonight? Why? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like ass, and um, I've really enjoyed Stargy Valley, so this is just an irritating, yeah. <laughs> irritating distraction. We're going to fly through this, because who's listening in December? I mean, honestly. Exactly, and this is coming out between Christmas and New Year. No one gives a shit. Everyone's asleep. Ain't going to happen. This, I mean, our last episode did awful. I mean, I, yeah, I don't mind letting the listeners know that they, they need to pull their fingers out. Yeah, just well, yeah, but if they're not listening, they won't know. <laughs> they need to pull <laughs> their damn fingers it. out. <laughs> pull your socks out. All right, let's get into the top five. <laughs> five, four, three, two, one, zero. Are you ready? Oh hell yeah! You fans can stick it, brother. Super duper fun times. Let's do a top five together. That didn't rhyme at all. That was a terrible song. Um, super duper got till five. Let's do a 
podcast feeling fine. <laughs> it's kind of like a half right. That'll do. Jesse has had multiple albums out and is actually paid to do music. <laughs> yes, I am, and we can all see why. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> Before we continue, if we have a crossover this week in honour of uh, John Cena's new movie, Bumblebee, and because he's announced his retirement out of nowhere... um, Has he? Yeah, he's like, I'm not coming back because I'm old and I can't hang anymore. And we're like, "Um, didn't you have a five-star match for AJ Styles like a year ago? Whatever, bro. Um, I completely missed this. He was was on Graham Norton's show like last week talking about, oh yeah, I'll be back in WE in a few weeks and I'm wrestling at Madison Square Garden, blah, 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 blah. Well, he's doing all this Uh, press stuff where he's saying like he's not doing TV anymore. He'll do some like live shows, but that's it. It's someone else's time. It's a work, but you know, let's let's buy into it, guys. All right, fine, yeah. I mean, Roman's not around to take the torch so th- it seems like an odd time Ooh, for him to do this we got some messages about that last week oh really yeah so <laughs> for people who didn't tune in we came up with a drop uh for when we have a crossover and we thought we'd have loads last week for like moments and we chose cory graves laughing at titus o'neill falling over <laughs> the only time we played it was when we said that roman reigns having leukemia was um and people were like yeah that made me uncomfortable <laughs> And I was like, we didn't pick that drop. Like, we don't plan our top fives. I don't know what Jesse's going to say. He doesn't know what I'm going to say. No, so... we, yeah, we didn't. And we acknowledged that it was, like, awkward when it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's fine. Because we, it, we acknowledged it, we could say what we want. So he was alone. I had another friend tell me that uh, there was a bit in the podcast where there was, like, sirens outside your window and we spoke about it. They were driving and the sirens came on and they, they fucking panicked in their car. <laughs> It's the tents. <laughs> Where do I go? So yeah. Um, so the drop this week, if we have a crossover, is the classic. I don't know why we haven't used it before, but it's this. Right. Pretty standard. Pretty, Pretty standard. standard. Um, good. I used to always know that you're on your way um, to my flat because I'd hear that outside. <laughs> you would just yell it like to announce your arrival yeah. before you'd even rung the bell. I'd ring Jesse's buzzer. Well, I'd yell outside your window, yeah, when I rang the buzzer, I'd play the song through your buzzer as well. <laughs> it yeah. was good. What perfect time that was. And I have a uh, John Cena t-shirt now, which I got from a, uh, from a friend when I went to a friend Christmas. Um, they, they knew I was a wrestling fan, and I think that that's where the knowledge stopped. And uh, they bought me a John Cena Rise Above Hate t-shirt. Rise Above so Hate, very good. I'm seven. Yep. Um, well, you should wear it with pride. Does it fit you? It does actually, yeah. Ah, that's good. Yeah, wear it. It's ironic. I will. I think I've got it on now, actually. I do <laughs> have it down. on now. I've got a hoodie on. It was underneath. Anyway, <laughs> have I played the intro for the top five? Yes. Cool. About ten hours ago. <laughs> All right, pissy pants. <laughs> I call me pissy pants. Do you want to go first, boy. pissy pants? Oh yeah. Do you want to go first, truffle boy? Yeah, I do. Um, all right. My number five. I'm going to get right in with my smarky um, one, the sort it's of one that you would have on your list. It is from Attack Pro Wrestling. Indeed. Shows you go to. Shut up. <laughs> only because only, only they're down the road. Because <laughs> like, I don't travel anyway. Um, uh, it was Attack. It was um, the Festival of Power. It was a show they did back in March. It was, at the time, Flash Morgan Webster defending his attack championship against walter oh i saw the pictures after this of uh flash morgan webster's chest good fuck good fuck my friend that walter can hit he can hit i mean that was like cool yeah the state of flash morgan's chest and i had a quick chat with him after the match as well and 
just couldn't take my eyes off of his chest the whole the whole time. I can't remember what we talked about. My eyes up here. My eyes are up here. My eyes are up here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he was a lovely chap. Um, but I've never actually met Walter. I know we um, we sort of said well done to Walter at a progress show, the first progress show we ever went to a few years ago. Do you remember? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. They, that. they were standing by the bar as we left, uh, but I've never properly chatted to him. But yeah, Flash Morgan Webster is a lovely, lovely dude. Um, uh, but yeah, this match, aside from the state of his chest and the hard chopping, there was just some great spots, man. Flash Morgan Webster is one of my favourites on the UK scene at the moment. Um, I like his sort of... I like wrestlers that are flippy without overdoing. Like, it's not his thing that he's flippy, but he can just bust it out, and it's great. And he did... There was And another reason why I love this match so much is they replicated a spot from my favourite match of all time, which would be Chris Benoit Kurt Angle at the Royal Rumble 2003, um, when Chris Benoit German suplexes Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle gets suplexed so hard that he backflips. Mm. Um, Walter did that to Flash Morgan Webster in the barn at the Frog and Fiddle. So you could, like... That's really difficult because Attack uses uh, the Hunter's Ring, so I know how small that ring is. And yeah. I don't understand how that's possible. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there is a video clip of it somewhere i'll send it to you and we can tweet it maybe or something um but it's uh, yeah it's great it was right from the corner like i think he so he threw flash morgan webster he went um bret hart style um front first into the turnbuckle and then um just yeah walter grabbed him and german suplexed him just back, and he backflipped across the whole length of the ring it was brilliant beautiful great match um it was basically a squash but like well, we just beat the shit out of him for about 15 minutes and then um flash walker webster got a roll up out of nowhere um but Typical yeah great match. match yeah standard um but also like what made the match better is no one had a fucking clue that walter was there or booked and it was the first and i believe only time he's ever actually wrestled for attack so that was really cool like just flash comes out it's like oh who are you defended against and then that um music hits walter's like german classical music and everyone just lost their shit, which just, like, when you're there in the environment, that that adds to the match, just the fact that you're seeing someone you didn't expect to see, you know? Yeah, he he is damn... Imp- like, you hear, like, how impressive Walter is and all of this in the ring and stuff, but it's only until you kind of see him live that you go, oh, yeah, I get it. I get what, yeah. what everyone's talking about, because he just doesn't belong in this era of wrestling he should be with San Martino in the garden and stuff he's just he's right it's right up my street that sort of old style you know wrestler that he does is yeah brilliant. he's fantastic him and Timothy Thatcher um just absolutely fantastic um I took a couple of people to a Riptide show um they'd never seen wrestling before and Walter again did a surprise appearance uh match ah. And they were just blown away by him. They were like, he's hitting them for real. I thought wrestling was fake. What's going on here? This guy's like legit. And I was like, yeah, sure, he's legit. Yeah, yeah. Who's to- has anyone told him? <laughs> yeah, I do wonder about it. There's that picture. I think it's. I think Wrestleography took it. If I'm wrong, don't shoot me. Um, where he's just doing the overhang club with the guy in the rope. And you could just see the in cave of the guy's chest around oh, man. Walter's fist and you're just like hmm no <laughs> brutal yeah oh the barn I haven't been to a barn show in many a day oh we should there was one last week um which I am told was good I couldn't make it I think I was gigging or something but um it was good yeah I'm told we, we will plan because uh, I know we've taken your mum to some attack shows and I, I know my parents want to go and see see a wrestle so mm. it'll be a nice day out 
Yeah, definitely. This is the Frog and Fiddle barn in Cheltenham, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know. Um, Attack Pro Wrestling do shows there every couple of months, and they're awesome. Come down. It's really funny when I see people on, like, Reddit or, or like, other American sites and stuff, and people upload pictures of... Because I saw a picture on Reddit where someone was, like, big, strong boys in a barn. Um, yeah. And everyone was just like, how can they wrestle in such a tiny venue? Is it an actual barn? And then people were explaining, and the Americans just didn't get it. <laughs> it is weird and like from our point like I've been going to gigs in that bar since I was like a kid yeah. do you know what I mean it's really it's really cool that it's now used for that as well yeah cool little venue yeah so I'm eating a mince pie that I have to tell you about it's a frangipan mince pie so it's not Ugh. it's not your typical mince pie it's like a bakewell tart your, this, ain't, this ain't your mama's mince pie it's like a bakewell tart mixed with a mince pie it's a, it's a revelation it sounds all right, actually. My mum makes her own mince pies, and she's given me some. I've forgotten all about them, actually. They're in the fridge um, in tinfoil, and um, they taste one. nice. Yeah, no, they taste nice, but they look like roadkill. Oh. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know she listens to this, right? I've been in trouble. Yeah, yeah. No, my mum's a, my mum's a tremendous cook, but um, not visually. <laughs> it all tastes amazing. <laughs> But um, yeah, look wise, it's about mm, beautiful, beautiful. Well, I'm excited to try these roadkill mince pies. What's actually in? Does, does she know that mince pie isn't just minced up roadkill? Yeah, no, it's um, okay. it's chili con carne. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Fine then. Um, so my number five is uh, also from the douchey degree of it's it's a show I saw live on the British Independency. Yes. Let me He's a wanker. Let me twizzle my moustache. Um, it was from right down... You wish you could grow a moustache. I really don't. I feel like they would be <laughs> difficult to deal with. No, you'd look... Yeah, you'd look weird with a moustache. You'd look, look like... Um, perverted. Have you, ever seen on, have you ever seen on Fag Packets the um, the warning about it causes, like, throat cancer? And there's a picture of a guy with a massive tumour on his neck. <laughs> um, but he's, like, this skinny looking... He's got this skinny face and this big handlebar moustache. You'd look like that. <laughs> never seen that jesse no it's not not kind of common <laughs> knowledge of cigarette packet tumors i'll try and find it for you thanks cheers appreciate that buddy um mine comes from right down here in brighton where i am currently residing it was during uh, actual pride it was pride weekend it was night free at riptide wrestling spike trevay versus chuck mambo for the inaugural riptide brighton championship very good. Both got till five alumni. Whoop, whoop. We're super fame, yo. Quite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really great match. Um, so it was a three-night tournament to crown a new Riptide uh, champion. It was done all over Pride, so it was high energy, and the actual night was the day of the Pride Parade, so everyone was fucking wasted and colourful as hell, and it was beautiful. The, the love in the room was amazing. Uh, some great awesome. matches that were happening as well, but the main event, um, Spike has been a bastard throughout the whole of Riptide. The story of Spike throughout Riptide with Sex Smith and everything that he's done, having Money versus Everyone with Chris Ridgway, also a Got Till Five alumni, and uh, Damon Moser, who we should really get on just to kind of like fill out the, the deck of cards. <laughs> Just so we can keep saying God till five alumni. Yeah. Whatever we talk about, anything. <laughs> um, so, yeah, with, with them by his side, and um, they, they faced off in the end of the tournament. And it, it's a fantastic match. It's so good um, to see these two square up. And the storytelling is something that you don't get in many other British promotions or, or, or many indie promotions anymore. <laughs> Progress. Um, but Riptide <laughs> do it really well. And they, they built up a great story. Money versus everybody got involved and then they got ejected you know what i love in wrestling 
when a referee ejects what? someone to the back. Oh yeah, it's like their moment, isn't it? It's, it's the refs. So cool. it's the refs pop of the night when they start rolling up their arms and everyone's like, oh, oh, it's coming. <laughs> Get to the back. Oh, it's great. And um, so they have a bit of back and forth and stuff. And the wrestling between the two is great. Shit kicks off, though, when Spike tries to bring a chair into the match. And the referee takes the chair off of Spike. And he holds it a little too close to his face because then Spike moves and Mambo kicks it into his head. And legitimately, the ref gets knocked out. Like, he is... Amazing. I'm standing by ringside. I'm watching him, not knowing where the fuck he is. He is gone. Um, it's amazing. And then uh, Mambo, we think, is going to get the win. Shea Persa comes down and starts to count the three, stops at the three count, re- reveals he's part of Money versus Everybody. Oh, the heat, Jesse. Oh, my God. It was God. palpable in there. Then the beatdown starts happening on Chuck Mambo, and we're like, oh, great, Spike's going to be champion. Of course he is. It's fucking great. And then Jack Sm- Sexsmith returns after his beef with uh, Trevay and he levels everyone with a steel chair Mambo gets to win and confetti's going off and the crowd lose it Mambo foolishly earlier in the day told if I win the championship tonight I want everyone to get in the ring with me right everyone got in the ring with him and they broke the ring oh god it bent in, and this was uh, Rev Pro's ring and they had a show the next day <laughs> oh shit you just see it bend because um, just before this we did an interview with uh, Josh Bevan who's the promoter of Riptide alumni and <laughs> we had a nice chat before the show like oh I'm Max it was nice to like do the interview with you and stuff and then I thought I'd be funny when the ring broke not realising that this was quite a serious situation and he was standing next to me I was like oh that's not going to buff out and he just gave me the death look <laughs> I'm like, good i'm glad that, i'm glad that you're um ingratiating us to the um to the wrestling community with fine sense but that look i was like oh no i'm done <laughs> no not that. too soon too soon uh but it's a great image you know the ring is broken uh mambo standing there with a brand new championship the confetti goes off it's a really cool moment and uh just another quick plug on powerslam.tv if you sign up riptide is on there all of Riptide there you go, is you on can there, watch it. so you can watch it, and I highly recommend watching it because Riptide isn't your standard affair. The way they film it is just—it's a pleasure to watch. They've got like awesome. proper cinematographers to film it, and it's beautiful. So uh, yeah, go check out the match because um, both my five and four—it's it's just there's something about being in the room, and like you said with Walter and um, what's his face—he's in WWE now. Who cares? Um, Flash. It, it's something special. <laughs> Flash Morgan was something special when you're kind of there, isn't it? So yeah, it was that was a special night for me. Oh, that's nice. I will as soon as we're done with this, I will go to powerslam.tv and use my got till five code to watch it for free. Good man. And I went as a Larry Loner to that show. I went by myself. Um, what a loser! What a loser! I know, right? Uh, but I made friends within like two minutes of being there. That, that's a good community right there. That's lovely. I know very good max okay uh my number four we are moving on to um nxt that was obviously going to come up sooner or later um but i'm going for um andre cn almas versus johnny gargano at nxt takeover philadelphia good choice i'll talk to you about this in a sec but go on okay um i I don't know what to say really it's just I, i know the champa stuff was incredible the Gargano and Champa stuff, but it was very storyline driven. And I feel like the wrestling took a bit of a backseat to the story. The story was masterfully told, 
But if we're talking about match quality, I think Andre Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano beats it. Johnny Gargano was at the height of his baby face at this point, just sort of the Daniel Bryan can't catch a break style baby face. Um, everyone was so behind him. Um, the crowd, it was brilliant. Um, we had Cian Almas and his valet, whose name has completely fallen out of my head. Selena Vega. Um, Selena Vega, thank you. Um, who is amazing at her job, obviously very memorable. And um, she just works as a perfect heel manager. Cian Almas works as a perfect flashy heel that is not a chicken shit heel because he's still clearly really fucking good. He's just so arrogant with it. A la sort of Ric Flair in the eighties, you would have, um, you know, he would be cocky in that and he would cheat in that, but he was still clearly a very talented wrestler and difficult to beat. And that's what Almas did, which I thought was awesome. And that combined with um, Gargano and just being the perfect baby face. You know, you see our rest, old wrestlers for old generations always moan, oh, there's no baby faces anymore because all the baby faces look lame and all the heels look cool. So everyone cheers the heels because they're cool and all the baby faces come across as losers. Not Johnny, baby. Johnny Gargano is like, was the archetypal, exactly what you want from a baby face. A really good role model, good looking dude, uh, doing everything for the right reasons. And um, he'll obviously get there again and be one of the biggest baby faces in the world in a few months, I reckon. But he just, he nails it. It's tremendous. And seeing those two at the top of their game, those three, because Selena Vega had an incredible show in as well and does her job amazingly, um, at the top of their game was just a pleasure. 100% agree. Um, So with this match, I feel like I kind of missed out on it. So I was watching this takeover... Um, but I don't know if I was too tired or I just wasn't paying attention, but like I watched it and I was like, okay, that's another match done. And then the next day everyone was like, five star classic, the best match I've ever seen. I was like, what the fuck did I miss? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, maybe. And yeah, I've gone back and watched it and it just kind of, I've, I feel like I've missed the magic on it. Like I appreciate it as a good match and I go, yeah, that's a really solid match, but I don't see it as the five star classic that everyone else does and it makes me sad You've a little got to- bit. Well, you've got to put yourself in the mindset of watching it for the first time, not knowing who's going to win. It's true, because you've got to remember, this was, this wasn't just a normal title match. This was title versus career. So if uh, yeah. if Johnny lost, he'd have to leave NXT. Um, exactly. It really and it, So it really felt like there was a huge possibility that Johnny Gargano could win, you know? Yeah, or lose and go up to the main roster. It was kind of well, one yeah. way or the other, but it was more leaning towards he would win the title. Um, I feel like Almas really hit his stride around this time and it got me a little bit sad that they called him up to the main roster. Like, he's doing well for himself on the main roster, but it's still a case... He's doing okay. He's been in the main event for the past couple of weeks, you know, and I reckon with the new quote-unquote shake-up that's going to happen, hopefully they'll see, you know, let's not have Alberto Dario back because he's a walking piece of human shit. Let's actually focus on, on someone who's talented like Almas. Is there talk of bringing Del Rio back? There's been talk for, like, months of, like, Vince wants him back, blah, 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 kind of thing, and it's like... Vince loves Del Rio, doesn't he? It's really weird. He's a horrible human being. He is a horrible human being, and he's a slightly above-average wrestler. He's certainly not a bad wrestler, but he's not terrific. Do you know what I mean? I can't name you a match where I've gone, yeah, that Del Rio match. No, nor me. So, do you remember when he came back and won the US title off of John Cena, and came back with um, Zeb Coulter? Yes, and yeah, that was weird. And pin Cena with just like a a super kick. 
yeah or something like to the a really sort of small move that finished Cena off it was really bizarre yeah didn't like it don't don't care for him at all and then you've got someone um I've mentioned the story before about how there was a time of like NXT call-ups with all the indie stars and stuff and I was ranting and raving about how good Almas was because I watched him in like Mexico and stuff I was like guys Almas is gonna be great you gotta watch him and he just flopped for the first couple of months <laughs> and I looked like an absolute idiot but eventually I've been proven correct which is lovely so <laughs> do you remember we went to NXT in Plymouth and we went for a wee during we the um, Almas match we I did. feel bad about that now yeah I do too but yeah better than the women at least we're once a, yeah I was gonna say once upon a time we would do that in the women's match that was like the wee and hot dog break exactly. wasn't it? I got a um, notification that was like three four years ago that you and me went to NXT Sheffield was it that long it was ago? A long time. Well, it was when Finn Balor was still NXT was... champion. Yeah, um, Sami Zayn had just come back from his um, surgery, and it was uh, the first time NXT had ever been in the UK, wasn't yeah. it? That was like the I think it, it was so that w- that was the second ever UK show they ever did. They did one the night before, they did the rest of the week, and then finished off with um, Takeover London. Yes, yeah, that was it. Or Takeover UK, whatever it was called. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. A little bit of history for you. Um, yeah, good good choice, good choice. I, I, I do want to go back and watch it, and I've been so pressed for time today that I wanted to go back and watch so many matches like I normally do to kind of refresh myself, uh, and that was, like, top of my list of, like, I know it's a good match, I know it's everyone's favourite this year, so I need to go back and watch it, but I just I didn't have the time. It's tough when Stardew Valley's staring right at you. Oh, it? I haven't. I haven't Stardew since last night, mate. I'm, I'm jonesing. You're jonesing, right? Yeah. Let's, so let me come and see your farm later on. No, I can't remember because. Um, oh yeah. But we can when the, we're together. I've got the online. When we're together, you. Yeah. Can. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Nice. Yeah. We'll, we'll local play it. <coughs> Sorry. Max is too cheap to pay for online. Everyone. That's why. Um, that's why we can't enjoy each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm choking on a hair and I can't defend myself. <coughs> oh Jesus! Why are you swallowing hairs? You know. I, I was going to say something really perverted then. Anyway. Is it is it from your massive moustache? <laughs> from my tumorous moustache. <laughs> my number four is um, another match I saw live, which was very cool. And I think only cool because I did see it live because they have had better matches since then. But the moment is something I've never experienced before. It was in the Royal Albert Hall. It was NXT UK, British Strong Star versus Undisputed Era for the NXT t- tag team titles. Oh, great shout. I, this actually is um, a match that I've seen this year, and um, I really enjoyed it. I thought, yeah, it was a stunning match, and Undisputed Era are one of my favourite things in wrestling at the moment. They could do no oh, wrong. 100%. And, and they have had some great matches since uh, the match they had on TakeOver and um, even at a TakeOver were just phenomenal. But to be actually there, because this was the opening match of the night, and I was talking to my friend Luke and it was for the NXT tag team titles and he was like oh do you reckon there'll be any surprises and I said to him I reckon a title will change hands because they want people to tune into the first NXT UK bit of logic there yeah. but I was like uh, is it going to be this or is it going to be like the women's and I was kind of leaning towards like the women's title was going to change hands and this was just a solid match from like top to bottom um, you, you can't doubt the role that British Strong Style are in with Trent Seven and Tyler Bate they're so good they're infuriatingly yeah. good, especially Tyler. It's just not yeah, fair stunning. how good he is. And um, when not. they're in there, he hasn't been. He hasn't been on. He hasn't been on the planet long enough to be that no, good. No, it's just selfish. Just 
Frood. It's ridiculous. Do you remember when we were at Progress and he was coming out with his big strong boy stuff and he had all of his like proper Gucci you know, he's from Dudley and you can tell he's from Dudley and he's got a bit of money behind him so he's shopping like um, yeah. Typical if you give someone <laughs> in Dudley some money, that's exactly how they dress and look. Yeah. Yes, exactly. He is yeah, he is Mr. Dudley. And he came out and he took half an hour taking off all his clothes. And it was a <laughs> half an hour well spent. Anyway, so <laughs> so seeing these two, obviously in such a cool venue, was was incredible. And it was for the titles, and they've got great chemistry with Undisputed Era. But when that free count came down, and quote-unquote, our boys won the title, it was, I, I physically, without even trying, I rose from my seat, I jumped up in excitement, and... I felt like a young football hooligan, Jesse. I, I get where you get yeah. it from now. I, I get the enthusiasm when... You get why I enjoy football so Yeah, because it was like, oh, these are our homegrown lads from England, yeah. And it was lovely. And they won the tag team titles. And I was so happy. And it was just... I've never seen a title change hand in person. And it's just something nice. in wrestling that I, I see now why the crowd pop as much as they do. Because it obviously it's a cool yes. moment, but it's like being there. You're like fucking hell. I'm seeing history happen, and yeah, it yeah. was great. The funniest thing afterwards is because obviously when you see it on TV, it's all clean and perfect. Seeing it live, it's a shit show. The referees yelling at them to like come back in here and pose. Now go outside and like go into the crowd and pose. And it takes them a good five oh, really? minutes to wrangle them because they're so happy they've won the titles. And he's just yelling yeah. at them, being like, "No, get back in here. We need to raise up your arms." And it looked like a complete <laughs> mess when I was there. And I watched it back on TV, and you just couldn't tell. It looked oh, flawless. Um, so, yeah, that was a really cool moment for me from uh, from this year. The show in the Royal Albert Hall, seeing wrestling in a venue that iconic and that beautiful was just enough of a cool moment myself. But to see a title change made that match for me. Awesome. They had a great match the night before, didn't they? The three-on-three, the six-man tag, which was Undisputed Era against yes. um, British Strong Style with Dunn as well. That was a great match. The problem match. was, though, with that was no one was paying attention because it was um, England in the quarterfinals at that point. Oh, God, and yeah. And it was like a penalty um, shootout during that match, so everyone was on their phones not watching wrestling. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a shame. It happens. But, uh, yeah, cool moment. It's on the network. Go check it out there you go nicely done um my number three we're jumping to um just the other month um and a match that we talked about on that podcast with steve the match that we've talked about a bit here i think um it is brock lesnar versus daniel bryan from survivor series so i thought i am a big brock fan you know this and i know we argue about it all the yeah. time but I love Brock Lesnar. I love the way he's dicking over the company. I love the way he doesn't give a shit. But I also love the way that when he cares, he can he just picks and chooses when to have amazing matches. And he can. And he doesn't give it to anyone. And he could. But he chose to give it to Daniel Bryan. And it's great that we finally got this dream match, which I've wanted for years, Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar. And it delivered. It was great. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the squash you'd expect, but Daniel Bryan's comeback was fantastic. Uh, it was a freshly healed Daniel Bryan, and we didn't really know this was his first match as a heel, wasn't it? So it was like the week before yeah. he'd um, won the WWE title by turning heel, and that yeah, that was all we'd seen. So it was really cool to see him come out and how he was actually acting as a heel. His little hoedown he dance when job. he's in the ring and he's mocking oh, Brock and he's doing his little jumping back and forth. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> 
it was amazing. And Brock's reaction to him was perfect as well. Brock is so... Brock Lesnar is such a naturally gifted entertainer. Like, it's like he's a legitimate athlete and everything, but sort of like Kurt Anger, he just gets the facial expressions and the acting and stuff. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, he like, plays he, his role well. really good at it. Really good at it. And people don't give him enough credit for that. But it was, yeah, great match. Um, just the right amount of time. I think it wasn't the longest match in the world, but it worked ex- for what it was perfectly. And... I hope it seems to be anyway um, the start of Daniel Bryan's career resurgence because since he's come back from retirement um, it felt like to me he was floundering a bit but um, since this heel turn he's had that amazing match with AJ Styles at TLC this match with Brock Lesnar um, he's doing well so I hope that um, he goes on to have an amazing 2019 I'm sure he will seems like it and yeah Mounts had bummed that last match with uh, the TLC against aj he did didn't he yeah yeah i say i say amazing i haven't actually no, watched it yet um, but, i had to um, skip it i was going through tlc and i the first five minutes i thought it was a bit samey so i actually skipped it how bad is that <laughs> oh man you'll have to go back and watch it i'll need oh, to well. watch it as well let's watch it together yeah. tomorrow or let's Sunday do that or something. um yeah um but yeah i yeah i only said amazing because of the rating it got so i was like all right must be. Um, <laughs> but you're right but... this this brock daniel match um especially at the start and i think this is why the storytelling in it is so good because the first bit is just brian getting murdered and his selling of just lying there motionless is amazing that you're like oh no he's gonna have a seizure in a minute this is it well you know the um yeah this is it bye bye daniel and but you know um the john cena brought lesnar match from SummerSlam 2014 14 yeah 14 14 13 was uh, lesnar against punk um yeah 2014 which was just the squash match when lesnar just completely destroys cena with 16 suplexes and then pins him um that was supposed to be daniel bryan because daniel bryan had won the title at wrestlemania 30 that year and was going to drop the title to Brock in that squash match, but got injured and couldn't. So they put the title on Cena and he did it instead. I'm so glad that it, I'm so glad Daniel Bryan broke his neck. I'm so glad that it sort of worked out like that because um, we got this instead for the first Daniel Bryan brought Lesnar meet and we got this match, which was just infinitely better. Yeah, completely. I, I, I agree. And. Yeah, as you're right, hopefully this is the, the start of Debry going off into the future, because he hasn't stopped him. I hope since. so, because I, I love him to pieces. Yeah, I, he's one of my favorite. You know, he's cemented himself as one of my favorites of all time, I think. Um, the Benoit similarities are obvious to anyone who um, watched Benoit when he was about. So it's like perfectly, it's really natural for me to warm to his wrestling style. Do yeah, you know what I mean? I'd agree with that. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, that's probably one of my favorite Brock matches since he came back. Uh, that and him against mm. AJ the year before. So, uh, Survivor Series before, yeah, that was Good tremendous choices. too. Uh, my next one comes from the land of New Japan. And oh, the land of the rising it sun. It is from Secure Genesis. And everyone who knows this podcast knows how hard it is for me to mention Will Ospreay, let alone in my favorite matches of the year. But I. Oh, Max, are you I'm doing, doing it, man? This hurts. But my fa- one of my favorite matches this year is Will Ospreay versus Marty Skull at Sakura Genesis. And mm. it is flippy shit gold. It is a great match. I think I did watch this one uh, this, as well. I'm doing all right. I'm, yeah, I've watched most things it. that have been mentioned. Uh, this is the yeah. one where he does the Spanish fly. The infamous moment of it is he does the Spanish fly off the apron and nearly breaks his freaking head. Yeah. It's yeah. Horrible. 
it's not a pretty sight um it's it's <laughs> that's that's this, this is why it's on your list isn't it <laughs> he almost <laughs> died good <laughs> no um the, obviously no no no, 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 no. <laughs> have you well um cue the Corey graves laugh <laughs> so marty and will obviously have great chemistry and you know will can't beat marty and there's this whole ongoing story between them bloody bloody blah, blah, blah um but they just work so well together and this match is like the epitome of uh how to do timing well because obviously osprey does his normal flippy shit but he also does it in a way that's really inventive as well um one of my favorite bits i remember is when he does the um cheeky nandos um but he hits him marty's legs are in the air and then he drops down and delivers a, a german suplex but it's so fluid it just looks incredible yeah. and yeah it's, it's just everything that osprey does in this match to marty and the, the timing of marty as well and the story they tell of their previous matches just makes it so enjoyable to watch like infuriatingly good to watch and i was watching it with a friend who's like not that big into oh he is really into wrestling um but he hasn't really watched new japan and stuff and he was around when this was on he was losing his shit about what they were doing he was like what is this awesome. what what's happening i was like yeah welcome to new japan kid <laughs> baby. baby um and yeah they're they're insanely talented and osprey's had a hell of a year as much as it pains me to say so each year is, each year gets better for him at the moment it does it? so he's i think he's um, so yeah he's gonna have talented. a great future until he kills himself oh yeah it's coming like a freight train yeah until he dynamite kids himself <laughs> But, you know, he's making money and he's making people happy. So have at it, kid. Um, yeah, happy days. Don't be a dick all the time. But <laughs> but Marty, though, Marty's where it's at. Marty's a class act as a dude. He's just... I love Marty. Lovely. And even though Marty's had all these amazing matches, he's an amazing wrestler, still, whenever I see him, the first thing I think of is take me out. <laughs> because he was a contestant on... the. Um, on the popular ITV dating game show, Take Me Out, uh, years and years ago, before back when he was still Party Marty, yeah. I think was his um, character on the Indies, and um, and it's funny. I believe it's on YouTube if anyone wants to see it. But a... it's just it's just very surreal seeing Marty Skull on a show the like that. The surreal part is he has Jimmy Havoc as his like hype man in the video package. Yeah, he does. Who um, is billed as a completely made-up name? I can't remember. Yeah, what, they call like, him like Steve or, or some random shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't get it's why really they do weird. that. Mm. But yeah, Sakura Genesis. If you like your flippy shit, but you also like your technical, well thought-out matches, then there's obviously they've had so many great matches. But Sakura Genesis, I, I've watched this match an uncomfortable amount of times this year. Um, and was, so this was the one I was struggling to put in I said to Jesse like I've got my four without a doubt I know what they are and then the fifth one I was struggling with right until we start recording and then I went I've watched it the most fine it'll go in it's got to yeah you've got to go with your heart you mate. do don't go with your brain testicles what <laughs> uh, um, okay um, I'm joining you in the Orient you can't say that anymore you can't but you do every um, episode for <laughs> well the wcw commentator used to say it all the time um just because which one should be it? a rule just because wcw did it doesn't make it okay no it does that no my rule is if wcw did it it's absolutely okay <laughs> so that's that's how i live my life um 
uh, yeah, it's Mike, Mike Tanay who used to always refer to any Japanese wrestler. He would say they were from the Orient. I'm not sure why you can't say it. It doesn't seem offensive to me, but I'm not Japanese, so it's not my place to take offense. Um, this match we saw together. Mm. What a lovely experience. Um, and um, I can't believe that it was this year because it feels like about 10 years ago. Um, it is Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 12. Ah, in yes. Japan. Well, it was four days into the year, so it was a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, it was just in 2018. But God, it feels like a long time ago. It feels like longer than a year ago to me because like, I've moved house since then. Uh, I just picturing being in that flat feels like a distant memory to me now do you know yeah, what i mean definitely. like i'm watching that on telly and it was all a bit surreal because obviously with japanese times it started at about seven in the morning so we me and max are not um morning people no. generally speaking and um, we had to drag ourselves up to watch it uh, which we did um we didn't but, even stay up that um, late yeah, and i still had a nap during goto and suzuki i'm not a morning person yeah you did no no neither am i but we um but yeah we dragged ourselves up but watching live wrestling at that time was added to the surrealism of the whole day i think um and then we went to nando's didn't we afterwards that was no nice. no but, we went um, to sushi oh yeah no it was a year before we went yeah. to nando's after wrestlemania um yeah you're right we went to the most amazing sushi place in cheltenham um can't remember what it's called won't plug them um uh, this match um, was Chris Jericho's greatest match that he's had for years. And Chris Jericho has never been bad. As the years go by, he tends to have at least a couple of great matches every year. And he got it in on January the 4th this year in New Japan. Just the fact that he was there in New Japan. Like we were just saying about Walter with Attack and that. Like just uh, seeing Chris Jericho in New Japan was just something we never thought would happen. Like you might as well put John Cena in Japan for like the sort of caliber of famous wrestler. Yeah. And it's just crazy seeing Chris Jericho over there killing it. And yeah, him and Kenny just had an incredible match. Uh, the weapons like gimmicks are always, I'm not always mad on um, like foreign objects and gimmicks and gimmick matches and stuff, but because concussions don't seem to exist in new Japan, they can do it quite well. And there were some fantastic chair spots. Um, I really liked the table spot. And the table broke, which is quite rare for Japanese thick plywood tables. Um, it was, I think it was, it was just a great match and completely over-delivered when you think that Jer- Jericho is in his late 40s. Kenny Omega is obviously one of the best in the world, but uh, Jericho's getting on and he's still putting on these absolute stunners. It was just poetry, I thought. It is true. Um, one of my favourite images is when Chris Jericho takes the SLR camera, middle oh, yeah. finger takes it, and that's actually the cover photo of our Wrestle Kingdom post-show um, episode that we did. Cause it's, oh, uh, nice. Makes I didn't me, know that. Makes me happy. That's nice. I think it was so good, this match, to the detriment of the main event. Like I think Nato Okada felt a bit flat because um, Kenny and Jericho were so good. It's true. Because this did go on right on before yeah uh yeah yeah and you know naito not willing kind of killed it yes yeah you weren't happy about that and okada that was the first time okada wore his um tekken pants jesse was not opposed to his trunks i don't like it okada looks awesome when he's in his um sort of short trunks and these trousers he wears i do not like i still don't like them first 12 minutes they're too short for him i know first 12 minutes of the match jesse just would not shut up about the trousers versus pants (laughs) argument and I was You're like, terrible. I know, mate. Just calm down. Let's just watch some wrestling. No, no. What's he doing? <laughs> he looks like martial law from Tekken at Gay Pride. 
<laughs> yep, you nailed it. There it is. <laughs> You're just going for a trifecta today, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What? <laughs> oh, love you. So, yeah, it's an absolutely incredible match. And <laughs> there's just so many good spots. The The rules of Red Shoes not quite understanding how a no DQ match worked did kind of hinder it a little bit but it was still a, oh yeah that, that that was a shame yeah, still yeah. a still a solid match and uh, i like the throwback of omega with the cool spray that he was putting on that was a nice little oh, throwback yeah. i liked uh yeah and you're right jericho had an absolutely stunning match when everyone kind of doubted that he would really yeah and uh he's continued to do great stuff in new japan with evil and naito and uh naito again coming up at russell kingdom it's crazy like he's coming he's obviously been very part time but he's coming on for a year yeah in New Japan that's mental isn't it and I, I like, when he was thought just, it would be a one and done thing well that was his thing wasn't it he was like I'm only doing this once and he, he keeps you know breaking the kayfabe as he does so well of just like I'm yeah. never coming back I'm never doing this again next night attacks Naito and it's yeah he's brilliant it's fantastic so we shall see what happens because he's done the Jericho cruise this year. He must just like live on cocaine. <laughs> it's the only answer, isn't it? Yeah, cocaine. Um, he says he never gets hangovers because he only drinks um, vodka on ice and he says the ice melts and waters down the vodka so he gets drunk but never gets hangovers. Um, so that's how he continues to party hard. But I'm sure um, cocaine is probably an element of that. Yeah. That's probably... Um, libelous to say that <laughs> probably i'm not saying he definitely does cocaine it's just a probable factor of how he keeps going yeah it's uh, it's the rick flair syndrome yeah exactly back off jericho do you remember in like 2004 when rick flair suddenly got abs again and it was <laughs> yeah, it was, that was like, uncomfortable time where, yeah it's like, where have they come from rick there's not there's, there's some sort of there's some doctor that's uh, making very good money in um, in north carolina <laughs> <laughs> get you those ab implants rick <laughs> yeah oh, rick. hey oh i can tell you this um but um one of bobby's christmas presents because this is coming out after christmas and he's not in the house currently e. um is um the charlotte flair and rick flair book that they've written together because oh. bobby's bobby's absolutely obsessed with charlotte flair and she's like her favorite person in the world um and I had a quick skim through, and it looks really good. Like, Ric Flair is a good writer, as we know from his autobiography, and Charlotte Flair's written really, really well as well. Some really interesting stories in there. She talks a lot about her personal life, like her divorce and things like that, and how, you know, reading a wrestling autobiography from the point of view of someone who grew up in a rest with one of the best wrestlers in the world as her father but wasn't into wrestling at all like she wasn't a fan it's just a really she's got a really interesting take on the business coming from that angle do you know what i mean yeah i can imagine i never really thought about it from that aspect but i yeah i'd like to read that and i know you've been dying mm. to read it so no wonder you got it her as a gift yeah it's quite a selfish gift to buy her in it i bought her i bought her other stuff as well that i can't use <laughs> <laughs> lady things yeah exactly very good very good what am i on number two number two uh you talked shit about them earlier so thanks for that um it comes from nxt takeover chicago 2 johnny gargano versus tomaso champa in a chicago street fight i knew there'd be at least one tomaso champa johnny gargano match in your list and uh, there was almost many yeah, I bet you could do. Yeah, and they are stunning matches. It, it would be my number six. I didn't shit on them. I said, but um, <laughs> I didn't shit on them. <laughs> I just said that, um, <laughs> Your Honor. Um, I just said that it was more storyline driven than um, 
just a stunning wrestling clinic. It's true. And that's why Almas beat it for me. This, this is a pure street fight with story written in, but I, I love my stories. I love my yeah, stories, no. I do. And yeah, and, and if, you, if you do love your stories, you can't get better than this. You really can't. Don't, we don't have enough time to recap Johnny Gargano versus Champa. Um, it's good. <laughs> yeah, very good. That would... it's, it blows... It blows my mind that Gargano's a heel now, oh, after all of it's that. It's beautiful. The, the cage match on the last takeover, no, no, the last NXT, sorry, yeah, they did a cage match on the last NXT, was just incredible. And now they're going to be like a team? I don't know. My brain's mounting with the layers, Jesse. It's like NXT Inception with their feud and friendship. I just don't get it. It's bizarre, yeah. Well, you called it, didn't you? Didn't you call did. it a DIY I reunion? Did. I, but as heels, yeah. I wasn't happy about it, but I called it. Mm. So, do you have a DIY T-shirt? I don't have a DIY T-shirt actually. That's a shame. You missed the boat on that one. Yeah, that'd be a nice Christmas gift. Oh, that's another throwback. Going back to Almas, the reason he lost was um, oh the T-shirt, yeah, the yeah, DIY yeah. T-shirt thrown at him by by Vega, and oh, yeah, I love that because the fact they kept this feud going when Champa was out injured, just just amazing. So this street fight. Yeah. Um, this was their second encounter since they came back, and this was the year to the day um, that uh, Champa turned on Gargano and threw him into the LED board. And from the start, with Candice giving him the crutch before he goes out, and then they just start beating the shit out of each other and doing stuff really inventively with, with weapons and using the steel steps that have never been used before. You know, they they really thought about this match and did some great stuff do you remember the random bit where they're in the crowd and the fan has got that giant picture of um johnny gargano's logo and then he just pulls a stop sign out of it oh yeah yeah i do remember that that was weird and that was weird it was good though and uh, yeah because i remember um didn't champa like punched the side or something and then obviously sold the hand yes and it was like what's he doing <laughs> this is really weird what's going on <laughs> And it took him ages to take the stop set out. It's like, oh. And then, so they have a normal kind of street fight and it's great and all this kind of stuff. But then you get to the bit where they get up onto the the entranceway and they start doing the callbacks to what happened with uh, when when the turn actually happened. And the bit where, I don't know why this angered so many wrestling fans, but the reaction in the venue when Champa takes off Johnny Gargano's wedding ring and spits on it, and everyone just goes, "Oh, that's too <laughs> far." <laughs> that's like soap opera at its best, isn't and, it? It's like, and he chucks it away, and oh, it's just beautiful. And then, oh, I still cringe watching it when Gagano delivers the air raid crash to Champa through that singular um, flimsy table, and Champa just smacks onto the concrete, and he just goes, and it's horrible to watch and then they do the whole yeah. cart him off on the, the stretcher thing and Johnny beats up like seven backstage agents this is the bit where it gets a bit ridiculous and it, it's great but this is the snap of Gargano and you can see that that might be an evil side to him and he just goes fucking mental and then handcuffs him and does even horrible stuff to him with the, the rings of Saturn um, and stuff like that but the finish is what makes this match so beautiful when you know Champa's handcuffed Gargano's on top you're like yeah Gargano get your revenge again this is what this bold bastard deserves and then Champa mm-hmm. hits that hangman's DDT from the second rope onto the exposed plywood because they tore up the ring gets the free count and the crowd just go whoom, silence 
It is so yeah. good. Like that wasn't the finish. And this is back when this is back when Champa didn't have music as well. So even when he wins, like the silence remains, which is and brilliant. the booze just amp up and amp up and amp up, yeah. and then he does his little wave goodbye. I, I just that was such a nice little twist in the story. Like the the story for that match makes me very excited, and just the finish it's itself, great. great. Wasn't there a bit when um, Gargano threw a crutch into the crowd and accidentally um, no hit a fan in that, the face? Was, that was, was it a crutch or was no, it? No, that was um, that did happen, but it was the next time they faced each other in the last man standing. Match. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Yeah, he kicks it, it hits someone in the crowd, and they both break um, character and go, "Shit, what happened?" <laughs> <laughs> That's another fantastic match. That was another one that. I knew considering yes what happened there (laughs) (laughs) never you mind so uh yeah yes um good choice um now we're on to my number one are we gonna Um, have a crossover well this is it because i sort of feel like we have to and if this isn't your number one what you do with your life you'll need you'll need to seriously justify it to me Yeah, yeah yeah otherwise you're not welcome here tomorrow um i will lock the door and just ignore i don't know where you live you remember Oh yeah, yeah. I just won't tell you. Fine. Um, this is number one best wrestling match of 2018, possibly best wrestling match um, of all time, depending on your viewpoint. Um, Kazuchika Okada versus Kenny Omega at New Japan Dominion. Good. <laughs> you can come tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I'm really sad we only got that section of the song. I really want to rock out to some Cena now. Yeah, we should have done. Like, it's just a big like celebration that we um, have at least this in common. Love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I got excited then. Oh, God, my head. Um, yeah. Um, just the, talking about stories, you're talking about um, Gargano and Champa. This match had all the amazing storylines going into it and it also was just the best paced most technically sound fantastic match i've ever seen it's i think we've had this argument before but it is my favorite of their um their matches yeah it it, it is my um absolute favorite of the the four the third three four that they four had? yeah four yeah, yeah. this had. was this was the fourth good god that final yeah. four I've never popped out of my little seat so fast in my life. It was the pacing of a 64-minute match should not be that pristine and good. Was it 64 minutes? 64 minutes. Jesus. It's it's just fantastic. And Okada, I'm a massive Okada fan. He's like one of my favorite um, wrestlers in New Japan. And the whole storyline of him, like, so from his side, he was coming in as the champion obviously um it was the longest title reign in wrestling history in new japan history um he just he'd beaten everyone who was put up against him he was pure final boss like he is the end of the line you do if you beat you do not beat okada you know it was just booked so great with that but we had a Kenny Omega who was struggling the bullet club had dissolved and he was sort of struggling with all that so he wasn't this was the first time he was wrestling Okada as not not representing the Bullet Club. He was back with um, back with uh, uh, say Ibushi, um, and was motivated by dare I say love instead of um, instead love. of the hate. Again, <laughs> motivated by golden showers, <laughs> which um, which he he wasn't when he was with the Bullet Club. He was motivated by greed. Then um, is how I view it anyway, and. 
that just added so much to it. And that's not even, we're not even talking about the actual match and how good the wrestling was. Just the storyline going in already made it incredible. Yeah, it was, it was all or nothing for him to kind of win this match and for him to, he, he had to, but you were still had to doubt because this is a storyline this is a reign that will be talked about five ten years in the future which we were very lucky enough to to live through and watch live the the okada reign i'm talking about um and it will just be talked about in infamy and to to know the progress of where it went and how it was it it was literally every single challenger is he going to beat him i doubt it you know yeah i just don't know and kenny was the one to beat him you know every time they faced each other you were adamant that he was going to win even after yeah. the third one, you're like, Kenny's going to win this one. No. Well, he, he beat him in the G1, didn't he? Yes. Um, so they'd sort of set that up that it can be done. But you think the, um, the yeah, the rate, like I always uh, rue that I was not around in the 80s when Ric Flair was on his, you know, um, going around the NWA. Not that, stuff. Yeah, not that we could have enjoyed it in England back then, but um, with no technology and stuff. But if there was it would have been amazing to sort of follow that as it happened. And as you say, we're lucky enough that we've done it with Okada now. We That's the other great wrestling run that we've witnessed. There's Ric Flair and there's Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, definitely. Was instrumental to the resurgence of the, the coolness of wrestling, man. Um, even though wrestling's still not cool by any stretch of the imagination. But mm. it, it's helped. It's helped a little bit. And yeah, there's just, it's so difficult to talk about this match because there's so many cool moments to happen and we can't recap 64 minutes of awesome moments because it's just back and forth, high tension drama throughout the whole thing. And you you don't know if Kenny's going to win this match and and become the champion. Like, you've been lied to before. You know, Kenny could have won any of the other three and it would have made sense. He could have won the first one and it would have made sense. But God, they held on to that very very intelligently it's <laughs> just like no we we can hold off a little bit longer and just their back and forth obviously they've got amazing chemistry um but you know wanting to hit the one winged angel if he hits it he wins and then finally in the third fall um because that was the other clever thing because the first fall is just a roll up uh if i'm correct kenny beats okada with a roll up yeah and then obviously he gets beaten by the rainmaker and then he finally hits the one winged angel uh, and wins the title and when he hits that one winged angel you're like this is it that's how believable that and how powerful they made that move he hit it and you went he's done it before yeah. the freak out happened you went he's done it and they it happened it was just yeah stunning just absolutely brilliant and when you think like when um okada beat nato at wrestle kingdom and it was like uh uh, is the booking going a bit south do you know what i mean is the gado maybe not booking as well as he used to yeah. um but no if he had this it is he had this in his plans and it was so much more rewarding than nato winning at wrestle kingdom would have been yeah i was better but the the payoff was was worth it exactly it worked in the end just yeah just absolutely stunning and um i've got no doubt that kenny omega okada five will happen at some point maybe next year maybe even the year after but when it does it will not disappoint the rule doesn't seem to apply to those two they could just keep going and going and going and it will always be amazing remember how skeptical everyone was about the um the third match they were going to have and it was like mm. oh no they can't do it it's too close they fucking killed it that one yeah was exactly. like even, even the second yeah yeah six stars i think this one was six and a quarter so it's, it's getting ridiculous i think this no this was seven this was seven stars oh really yeah fuck me 
So this was the seven star classic that we we'd all been waiting for. Really, his system's broke now. Is our mount? Yeah. So he needs to yeah, yeah. stop. But uh, for anyone who has not seen Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada, I implore you before this year is done, you've got three days. Sort your life out. <laughs> yeah, there's a surprising amount of people that don't watch New Japan, isn't there? Like oh, ridiculous. You... Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, I hate to gatekeep, but like, it's like this is the greatest wrestling that's and, happening. And it, and it's not even an excuse now of like, okay, there's no English commentary that's gone now. The website's difficult to navigate. It's if you've got half a brain and you can use a, a mobile phone, you can figure out the New Japan website. They, they've made it so accessible now. It's and fine. It's, Just open it with Chrome and do a Google Translate on the page, and yeah. it's perfectly usable. Nine hundred ninety nine yen, not even an issue six Pennies. quid six pound fifty or something yeah. a month it's nothing and you just so. get amazing stuff so yeah go check it out everyone it's uh well worth a watch and yeah without a doubt it's gonna be our number one a couple of honorable mentions i just want to quickly talk about that i didn't get to uh chuck in becky lynch charlotte and Asuka from last week or two weeks ago whenever you're listening um i love that match yeah and you said and you said to me that watching Asuka hit charlotte and becky lynch with a kendo stick awoke something in you that you was unaware was there yeah i now go to japanese sex dungeons regularly <laughs> good man join <laughs> join me um <laughs> um i don't know what i'd like to say is also ask a charlotte from wrestlemania i thought that was a really really good match best match on the card um with the exception of the ending which i thought was terrible mm. but other than that i thought they put on a tremendous match this year as well yeah completely um the six-way ladder match uh take over new orleans to crown a new north american oh champion. god yeah sure michael's produced yes and five-star classic and it was ricochet and who else is there? ec freeze debut in takeover uh nxt sorry. yeah it was and um we got um lars sullivan can now say he has a five-star match to his name yeah exactly exactly and kenny omega versus pentarawam at uh all in love that and i was match. gonna oh, i can't demand skirl at all in as well right absolutely fantastic um yeah a match that might have been over it was raved about at the time but people might have missed it now uh super junior best of super juniors day 14 hiromu versus ishimori nice Ooh, now that match gives me tingles but this is my number six if we're talking sixes this is the thing with um super juniors and g1 as Just well so many. It, like there are so many amazing matches but they're happening every day at such a pace yeah um they get very quickly forgotten about don't they well, these absolute stunners tanahashi ibushi ibushi omega um ishii you know they've all, all of the g1 matches just absolutely incredible but you're right there's just too many good matches you're getting one yeah four or five star classic every single day it's just too much to kind of keep up with um and yeah johnny gargano alistair black was another one i wanted to, to kind of say because i loved that match yeah that was a great match yeah really really good um Alice, Alistair Black probably would have, if if we were doing a top ten, I think Alistair Black would have been in two or three on my list. Yeah, um, but because it was down to five, he didn't quite make the cut. I would have mentioned a lot of Champa Gargano a lot more. So um, yes, judging from my list, the um, the main WWE product is not faring so well, but the the NXT product is great. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the only WWE match on my list. Right. Oh, excuse right, me baby um the only w match on my list was um lesnar Bryan. yes I think. exactly so yeah. um and i don't have one on there so no 
Yeah. We'll see. Hey, guys, sort it out, future. WWE. It's 2019. We'll see what happens. Um, and from our standpoint, we're, ooh, we've done a nice quick one tonight. Well done, Jesse. Oh, thanks, mate. Well, that's, this is what people want. A nice quick one to digest in between christmas dinner leftovers and getting ready for new exactly. year exactly and they can run off and do all of that stuff but but from from our standpoint of a 2018 got till five has been so much fun this year i can't believe we've done it for like 12 months straight just from this i can't standpoint. believe we committed we were saying this on our one year anniversary weren't we when we yeah. were circle jerking each other Let's do um, it again. we're finishing like, the year circle jerking yeah <laughs> like you and me have started so many projects over the years and never committed to anything but um we have this and it's worked out and you know things are going cool we've got some nice sponsors we've got amazing people that listen to us and that we're doing it because you listen it'd be weird if we did it and you weren't listening so <laughs> thanks for the amazing year yeah it's we've done some cool shit this year like the people we've been able to interview thank you to everyone that we've interviewed this year and that's given us the time to talk to and as you say sponsor deals that come up um on, honestly we, we're not plugging shit just because we want to uh monkey banana has been a great company to us and so has power slam they're definitely worth checking out uh use promo code got till five by the way on power slam but uh it's it they've been fantastic and the stuff we've been afforded to do being in the magazine was a big highlight for me as well and yeah the calling spots one that was lovely yeah you know just stuff that i didn't even dream would happen so i'm very excited to see what 2019 brings i imagine it's all just gonna ah, oh, it's gonna go downhill <laughs> no we, we need to we need to osprey our years we're we gonna to osprey yeah, this podcast we're gonna it. But no, just I, do a bit better every time i've got a lot of stuff planned i'll, I'll drag jesse kicking and streaming because he doesn't like change when i try and change stuff in the podcast um but it will be fun it'll be fine jesse i don't okay i don't like change in general just like i'm a fan of routine <laughs> it's a struggle um so <laughs> we're very excited for 2019 and we hope you join us for for another year of crazy wrestling top fives interviews other shit we've got planned throughout the year more giveaways and things of that nature um or do you have a set goal you want for 2019 what's one thing you want to happen in the podcast i want a goal that you want in the podcast and a, something to happen in wrestling what's what's your 2019 oh blimey um in 2019 i would like to see um more uh, i would like to see another neville-esque name leave we and uh, arrive on the indies i want or like in a cody rhodes neville i want more wrestlers to do that yeah. because i think um there's so much more there's so much wasted talent in wwe at the moment um, that could be having these stunning, stunning matches that could have been on our, this list, but they're not because they're just sitting in the back at WWE shows, you know, doing very little. All these NXT call-ups that they do nothing with. There's, I want to see more of them in Japan, in England, wherever, and just more of that, please. More hot indie talent defecting from WWE. <laughs> mine's the opposite for a wrestling goal so my wrestling goal is i I just want we to be better than what they are okay. i want them to step up to everyone else that's performing in the world because they can do it if they properly put their mind to it they they can perform with everyone else you know we is the home that we all grew up with and loved so i'd like to see them go back to what's good give me my um almas's my gargano's my uh mustafa ali's in the in the top spot let's have a i feel like we're getting there but i've had it taken away from me before i want a smackdown six again that i can be proud yes. of so that's what that i want in wrestling cool. everyone to step yeah. their game up nice so yeah so we, we've both 
So we both kind of got the same goal. We just uh, they we've just come up with two different ways of it happening. Approaching different ways, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, what, but it's what, the same outcome. What do you want to see from the podcast? Where where would you like us to? What would you like us to achieve by this time next year? Oh God, um, I have no idea. I I'm just on the trade i'm enjoying this i like i'm not um, here for a good time <laughs> no it's not I'm here for a long time <laughs> it's basically that like I'm, I'm not like i don't look to the future really i just i don't even look to tomorrow i'm just enjoying this show now i'm, I'm not even thinking about the next show we're going to do in 2019 i'm just i just enjoy it for the couple of hours that we chat and if it stays like this i'd be absolutely thrilled if more shit happens um, I'll tell you what, I want to um, do a on-the-road episode with you. If we, if we, I want to go to a show with you and we can record the podcast like live there and as we're um, travelling and hopefully interview some people at a show together. I think that would be a nice thing. I like that. That's a nice idea for a show. Mm. All right, I will make that happen. That's an easy one. I will make it so. Make it so. What's what's your aims, dear? I bet they're going to be ridiculous. Oh, I got a fucking list, mate. I've got a notebook full. But uh, I think one that would be a high point for me is if we could work a high-profile show together. So if we get invited to do some like backstage press of like one of the big top guys, that would be uh, a cherry on the cake for me. And I feel like we're almost there. It's not a it's not an impossible pipe dream. I reckon it can happen. That'd be cool. I'd love to do some sort of. Uh, video like for a promotion some kayfabe backstage interview like Renee Young do you know what I mean like that sort of um, thing when she was backstage I'd love to do that in like um, the little dressing room in the barn at the frog with some of the attack <laughs> guys or whatever that'd be awesome exactly so we've got dreams we've got hopes and I've uh, I've known that that we're going to achieve them in 2019 and um, hopefully we'll do it with your guys' support uh, honestly not just blowing smoke we, we love every single one of you that listens and we appreciate it to no end you've made our little dreams come true this year God bless yeah. us everyone God bless us and the queen God bless you mom mom um, mom um, hey Max. Yo. Thanks for a lovely 2018, brother. Thank you, man. Yeah, we need to thank each other. I think that's important. It is, and I'm excited to see you tomorrow. We're gonna have a good hangout time for the next couple of days. Yeah, man. We're gonna have a good weekend. So, from myself and Jesse, I don't know if he wishes it upon you, but I'm gonna say it for him. We hope you have a very happy 2019. Stay safe. Get drunk. Don't take any nude photos. Maybe. And if you do, send them to me. Yeah, at Jesse Benz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at just, or, or just send them to at got till five yeah, so yeah so we can enjoy them together um i'd be happy with that and you can find all of our shit at got till five.com oh i just wouldn't be right without finishing on that would it so uh um, right, that's the last word of 2018 i know we'll kick off strong in 2019 we got guests galore coming in 2019 we got new top fives uh maybe some new segments along the way as well just to mix it up and keep it fresh so have a happy new year and we will see you all in 2019. Goodbye.